Hi, this is Mario Andretti. Mark Blundell. Mark Priestley. Claire Cottingham. Ben Edwards. Jamie Chadwick. Mark Gallagher. Freddie Hunt. Bobby Eaton. Craig Scarborough. Alex Brundle. You're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1 podcast. Driven. Driven. Driven, driven by fans. For fans. And welcome to the Everything F1 podcast. I am your host today, which is usually rare. Uh, it's Coops. Uh, before we go on and introduce the rest of the panel, I will just do our housekeeping. So we are Everything F1. We are on all socials. We're on TikTok, X, formerly Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. All your usual social, social medias. We are also sponsored by theraceworks.com. We will provide you Formula One merch from all your teams. And they will post that worldwide within a few days. And you will get 10% off everything site-wide using the code EF1 at checkout. So now let's get into it. So today I am uh, joined by Natalia. Hello, how are you? It's been a wee while. How's things? Yeah, it's been a while. Hi, guys. So happy to be back. I miss you. I miss being the part, so yeah, I'm very excited. And even more because it's the last race of the year, so I'm pretty, pretty excited. Yes, this is the last preview of 2023. Oh. A well-deserved break for the team before we start talking about the launches for next year, which come a lot quicker than we realise. Uh, Kiara, welcome. Uh, this, how are you? It's been only a few days since we last seen you. Have you settled back home? Well, I can't really settle back home if I'm flying tomorrow, am I? <laughs> well, you and your jet set lifestyle. What can jet we do? set for now, but once I'm back, I have to get used to not getting around so much. So that's going to be quite a setback in my opinion. So we'll see how I deal with being stuck at home for a while. Well, yeah, you'll be climb- climbing at the walls to get out to do something by the time it comes to next year and we all start back in Bahrain in March. I think it's start of March, I think we are, maybe end of February, I can't remember. Anyway, right, so we're going to have a wee chat about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, which is the traditional, now traditional finale of the season. The circuit is 5.281 kilometres in length. 58 laps, the Trust Grand Prix was 2009, race distance 306.183 kilometres, and the lap record is, is Max Verstappen in 2021, and a 1 minute 26.103. Now, uh, before we go on to actually discussing the race, I'll just recap last year's uh, results, just while I'll get this up here. So the race result that was won by, surprise, surprise, Max Verstappen, uh, Charles Leclerc second, Sergio Perez rounded up the top three, what is Vitanetti requirements? Uh, oh, Fernando Alonso. Uh, he failed to uh, finish. Nicholas Latifi came last. That's not a surprise. Lewis Hamilton was down there. He didn't finish either, actually. So uh, Nicholas Latifi, Lewis Hamilton, and Fernando Alonso, they were actually the three people, three guys who did not finish. Anyway, so back to this race coming up this weekend. It's traditionally not the greatest of races. Uh, Kiara, what are your thoughts on Abu Dhabi as a race, as a venue? What do you think? As a venue, I think Abu Dhabi is great. I think the circuit is quite interesting, but when it comes to the actual racing itself, I feel like the people we expect to thrive, with the exception of Max Verstappen, because I just expect him to just do well the whole entire time, I get quite let down by that. 
So I'm just curious to see who will actually have the good luck to be on top, to get in the points. And just, I hope that it's a good race because I feel like Vegas will be quite hard to top now after that. Yeah, that's certainly true. The the race in Las Vegas last weekend was pretty good. Uh, and I think there's been a few chats about whether or not Las Vegas should be the end of the season race or not, or is it still in the during the crown off of Monaco? Bit early to say that, to be honest, it's only one race. Uh, Natalia, what are your thoughts on Abu Dhabi? What do you think when you see that coming up? Yeah, I completely agree with Kiara. I mean, I really hope, as she said, like last weekend was, I mean, more than what everyone would expect from that race. It was nothing like, personally, I wouldn't expect that race to be like as good as it was. So probably this weekend, I really hope for something like, Hopefully really interesting. There's a couple of battles there to keep an eye on. So I'm really hopeful for, oh, sorry, I'm really hopeful for a good race. Because, uh, yeah, it does, it, it's not a race that it always, like, amazes me, apart from what used to happen, like, the years before. But, yeah. Yeah, it's traditionally not, it's not produced a lot of good classics. And I think 2021 being the exception, but that wasn't a classic race up until the last few laps and then the fallout from that it wasn't really going anywhere so well, what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll talk about Abu Dhabi we'll, we'll talk about uh, I think we'll go into where we think uh, so we'll take Max Verstappen out but let's just clear the way he's going to be first isn't he <laughs> uh, don't think he's going to go anywhere else uh, he's already won we don't really need to talk about him anymore <laughs> no he's won that's fine we're so he's already on the podium waiting so yep They've, they've, I think from what the rumour is they've, they've already mailed on the trophy just what you think it's like just make sure you bring it with you um, <laughs> in terms of the constructors uh, so that trying to find some sort of narrative or some sort of plot line for this weekend and anything that's out there as we know Red Bull Race they've wrapped up both drivers and the constructors done that quite a while ago they have confirmed first and second for the first time ever in their history in the drivers championship uh, so in terms of that, that's all sorted. However, we do have a couple of interested wee battles that could change the the, the dynamic for a couple of teams. So firstly, we'll talk about the Mercedes-Ferrari battle. So in Natalia, Mercedes are second at the minute. They have 392 points, Ferrari 388. I'm going to put you in the spot. Who's going to come out second in the constructors? Well, this is pretty, pretty obvious answer for me. But of course, I really want Ferrari to be the second. I'm really hopeful and I'm just praying that that's going to happen. Um, after the last couple of races, more than just because I'm a Ferrari fan, it's I think they'll come up second. I think they're going to be a top Mercedes. They just keep having like a good pace. Hopefully they can do it again this weekend because I mean, Ferrari is obviously very unexpected. Like anything can happen with them. But I really, I really think that they can do it. I really think, and I really hope that. And I know Kiara think the same. <laughs> so are you, are you, are you, play, are you going with your heart, Kiara, thinking uh, Ferrari will do it, and your head saying Mercedes, or are you kind of thinking that the that it was always, it's going to be on Ferrari? 
I love me some Lewis Hamilton, but I'm not too happy with how Mercedes has been currently performing. I mean, we all saw what happened in Las Vegas. George Russell can't seem to stop whining. So I think Ferrari's been a tiny bit more consistent so far, and I hope that that sticks. And who knows, maybe we'll see both Carlos and Charles on the podium. That's my delusional dream. I think that's Natalia's delusional dream too. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we'll see. Last weekend, yeah, that- your coops is stuck with two Ferrari fans. Yeah, you're stuck with it. Well, as a McLaren fan after last weekend, couldn't get much worse, could it? <laughs> Personally, I'll 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 throw the cat amongst the pigeons. I think Mercedes could just do it. I just hope that it's Hamilton that does it and not Captain Wine, the George Russell. Uh, I mean, last weekend he talked about too many too many opportunities. He had an opportunity for the podium. He made a mistake and made it, got it wrong. He's done a few. Singapore being another one. So maybe he needs to stop whining and deal with himself. But I think Mercedes will probably hold on to it. So we'll move on from them at the minute. We might go back to them in a wee bit, but um, we'll look at the drivers. Uh, the, other, what, the other battle at the top end of the table. Now, we'll get this out of the way now. Alpine have nothing to race for. They are 120 points. The leaders challenger is Aston Martin at 273. And the nearest chance behind them is Williams on 28. So they're going nowhere. So we don't need to worry about them. So the next one uh, in terms of a battle that could change is McLaren and Aston Martin. At the minute, it's all the balls in McLaren's court at 284. Aston Martin, 273. Now, who would have said that that was going to happen at the start of the season? Uh, I'm going to go to you, Kiara, first. Where do you think this is going to go? Wasn't a great race for us uh, for for uh, McLaren last weekend. Cold temperatures, type of the track didn't help out. Do you think they can hold on to fourth? Or do you think Aston are going to see it? I think that McLaren is going to go into this race with a whole new motivation, especially after the disaster that Las Vegas was for them. I mean, I wouldn't really say disaster because Oscar Piastri did manage to pull through, especially after Lando's crash. But I think especially Lando, he's going to come in and I think he would like to finish with a bang. So Mm. I know we will see lots of great work from both of them. And I think I think McLaren could stick their position. I think if something disastrous does happen to Ferrari, I would be happy for McLaren to take that third position. Let's put it that way. Like I wouldn't be mad at that because if you looked at McLaren's performance from the very beginning of the season, we all thought, oh my goodness, what's ha- what's happening? What's what's going on with McLaren? This is not normal. And as they kept on developing, as they kept on improving, this was completely unexpected. So if anyone would kick Ferrari out, I'd be happy for to be McLaren. If it was Aston Martin, I would have cried. So, just to be clear, I don't think McLaren can beat Ferrari because it's 388 to 284. I'm speaking delusionally. Yeah, okay. In ter- yeah, like, I, I mean... Yeah, I think, I don't think McLaren... Yeah, okay, so do you think they'll keep fourth or do you think Aston Martin can overtake them? Cause they, I think they'll close. keep fourth. They'll keep fourth, okay. I uh, think they'll keep Natalia, what do you think? Do you think... The same as Kiara, or do you think that Aston can spring a surprise and get back at the board? I mean, my heart will go to McLaren at this one, but for example, I've been really surprised with uh the performance of Lance in the last races. I mean, he has um been doing a really good job. So maybe if 
both him and Fernando keep doing it that way. And if they keep doing it that way, they're probably going to have a chance to beat McLaren. But yeah, I'm, I'm just going on McLaren with this one. Hopefully after what happened last weekend, it was like a really pretty harsh crash for Lando. So he definitely is going to come back like really motivated just to end the season like like in a very good way. I mean, after what happened at the beginning, I, I'm really hoping for a good ending from him and for Oscar too, because Oscar has been doing an amazing performance. He's rookie of the year for all of us, I'm assuming. I mean, it has been amazing. So yeah. Okay, so you think McLaren will keep going? Yeah. Okay. So that's what, what do you think? Oh, it's McLaren for me. I mean, I'm a McLaren <laughs> fan. Uh, and I think with their trajectory, last weekend, I would like to think it was just an anomaly with the type of track and the cold the, the cold temperatures or the cooler temperatures. And then with Lando, just I think it's came out since that it was a bump that unsettled the car and it just took Norris by surprise and put him into the barrier. So I think that was more of an anomaly. So I'm going with McLaren to, to stick four. Down the bottom half of the table, we have four teams. Technically, they can all move up to seven or they can remain in seventh. So there's, there's scope for all of them to do well. Uh, at the minute, the, the ball is in the court of Albon and Sargent with Williams with 28 points. Next to them, seven points behind Ricardo and Sonoda with Alfa Tauri on 21. Alfa Romeo is Joe and Bottas 16. And at the bottom of the pile is Haas with Magnussen and Hulkenberg on 12. So who do you think? I know this is low down. It's probably not going to get much in the way of TV coverage on the race. But for these teams, this is this is big because it's all about it's tens of millions of pounds, depending on where they finish in the constructors. Uh, so I think what we'll do is I think we'll go down. Who do you think Kiara will finish seventh, and who do you think will finish bottom of the pile out of those four? I think Williams would stay with seventh because Alpha Tauri can be quite unpredictable. I mean, we saw that with Daniel Ricciardo's performance, where he was able to finish really well and then all of a sudden he ends up at the bottom of the grid in the next mm. race so I think Alpha Tauri is just not consistent enough I mean Williams Albon is pretty much carrying the team we saw great performance great pace from them in Las Vegas and we all hoped that that could stick but at the end of the day the track kind of just beat them and I think Williams does outperform Alpha Tauri most of the times. I mean, Williams, I'm speaking about Albon because Logan Sargent has had a very difficult season. So I think that's going to stay. With Alpha Tauri, I think a miracle has to happen. Seven Pretty points. much. It's, I think, it's a fair yeah. amount. Seven points for that. So who do you so think is going my, to be? That's my opinion on it. Yeah. Who's Williams going is just going to stay seventh. Who's going to get 10? Okay. That's yeah. not going to change. <laughs> yeah. Natalia, do you concur? Yeah, okay. definitely. I'll keep it that way. Yeah, I, I don't see much. Sorry, sorry, Natalia. I don't see much changing. I think you're right. Albon's performing particularly well. Sergeant, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Alfa Romeo car is almost as bad as a Haas car. And personally, I don't see much changing. But weirder things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that, that covers that when it comes to the constructors. In terms of the drivers... It's not going to really bother drivers because, I mean, they don't really care unless they win the championship or not. But for a viewing spectacle, we might as well run through it. So Max Verstappen sails away. He's not going anywhere. Sergio Perez confirmed in second. He has 273 points. Lewis Hamilton, 232. It was confirmed at the last race that Sergio had confirmed second. 
So, would you go further down? Lewis is confirmed third because Carlos Sainz is 200 points behind. He's 32 points behind him. Uh, so, he can't get that. But he is, Carlos Sainz is fourth on 200. Fernando Alonso is fifth with 200. And then Lando Norris is 195 points. Charles Leclerc, 188. George Russell, 160. So, they're, they're kind of in amongst it. In terms of moving about, do you see anyone jumping? Uh, we'll go to Natalia first. Do we see any anyone jumping up the rankings, even just for a bit of personal pride, or do we see it kind of staying where we're at? I mean, delusional me is hoping for Charles to jump in, but actually I'll be really happy for Lando to take that fourth place because, I mean, his job during the season has been a little bit more consistent. Of course, uh, the issues with Ferrari are mainly uh, the car, not the drivers. But I think Lando deserved it. He also deserved a win, a win so bad. But uh, um, I'll be really happy if Lando just get that comeback from the last week and just get the fourth place with, with McLaren, the constructors, and then his fourth place in the drivers. I think that would be just amazing for him and the team. What he needs to do is score five more points than Carlos Sainz or Fernando Alonso. So whenever he finishes, he has to have five more points than those two uh, because he's five points behind them. So he needs five points more than whatever they get. And he would be confirmed in four, at least. Uh, what about you, Kiara? Do you think that there'll be any major changes at that part of the table? Or do you even care? <laughs> I care a lot. I mean, I with I mean, I'm a Ferrari fan, but I do support Carlos. I'm a Carlos fan, and I hope that he stays fourth. I'm hoping that Lando could beat Alonso. I mean, there is a possibility with that. I just mm-hmm. hope that Carlos can stay consistent and do what he has to do to keep that fourth position because I think that Charles might not have a chance. <laughs> I mean, yeah. can, you would think that Charles is the top driver of Ferrari, and that's what everyone kept on saying. He's the lead driver. He's the favorite one. But just Carlos being fourth right now and his win in Singapore shows how much more consistent he is if there are no drain covers attacking him or yeah. Ferrari strategy ruining him. Exactly. So yeah. maybe I, I'll probably get backlash for this. Maybe I hope that Alonso that's might not very, finish. That's a very unpopular opinion, but yeah. You don't, you don't want Fernando Alonso to get back. Nope. I want okay. Carlos and Lando to be right behind each other. I, either Carlos on fifth and Lando fourth or the other way around. But I think those two deserve that. I mean, Alonso, don't get me wrong. Like Alonso's comeback, has been brilliant at Aston Martin and I I just remember the first time he was back on that podium in Bahrain that was just pure joy and he has been carrying Aston Martin but it would be good for Lando and Carlos to just get that much ahead. Yeah it would, it would be good I mean George Russell out of this when I'm just looking at the sums but if he's staying eight regardless he'd be 25 points away and we're 185 and he's already more than that behind Charles Leclerc. So George isn't going anywhere. As you say, Fernando, he carried the team. Lando Norris has been more consistent throughout the season, well, second half of the season anyway. Uh, I want Lando to get fourth because it's McLaren. So, I, I don't really care about anything else. If Lando gets fourth, I'll go with that. Further down the order, it doesn't really make any difference. Esteban could maybe... Plan, that might be interesting for an inter-team battle because... Pierre Gasly done 62 points, Esteban Ocon at 58. So even just for a bit of pride between those two, 
because they say they like each other. I don't think they do. And other than that, it's not really that close. There might be some changes further down with Haas, Alfa Tauri, Alfa Romeo, but yeah, it's not really that big a deal when it comes to the Drivers' Championship down that part, that neck of the woods. Uh, so, before we move on to any kind of news, there's not a lot. I want you to give me, Natalia, we'll go to you first. Kiara, you need to start thinking. First, uh, pole position in qualifying, Who will what the podium will be, and I need a wild card. For a pole, a wild card. Huh. Oh, with Oscar. You go Piastri to get pole. Nice. And that'll be your wild card. So the top so the top three finish on the race, what will it be? I d I don't see I don't see him at the, the podium, honestly, but I would say I mean Max, I, we're not talking about the first position, obviously. <laughs> so for a second, I wanna say Carlos and Lando third. So Max it, it's not that wild. Max, Carlos and Lando or Max, Lando, and Carlos, whatever. But I just want them both on the podium. Okay. Kiara, I've given you a bit of time. So, pole position, wild, wild card, and your top three for the race. Funny enough, I'm going to go with George Russell on pole. <laughs> Unexpected. Just because. <laughs> just just because I think, I think he might get his act together this time. Although I did enjoy that thought of um, Oscar Piastri on pole. For the actual race itself, wasn't that? I think, well, Max, I will go with Lando second and Carlos third on this one. And for a bold prediction, let me let me throw in a bold prediction. I I do see a possible Oscar Piastri podium if all else fails. Okay. I'm going with position, Charles Leclerc again. This time he's going to win it. In Max second, third Lando. And I think my wild prediction is going to be that Leclerc will win the race. I'm really hoping that their prediction it's true. Goddy, I, I just want You're something. being really nice to the Ferrari fans this time, but what makes you think Charles is going to win it? I just want somebody different to win the race. And I think it's, what's that, 12 poles he's had now, Charles, and not been able to convert any of them to race wins. And he was unlucky in Las Vegas where if the safety yeah. car with the George Russell Verstappen didn't happen, he was winning the race because Verstappen's tyres and he was fresher tyres and you could see with a move on Perez, he would have probably won it. Uh, so I just think it's kind of time. Now. Just give him the win, give him the pole. Let's get rid of that really bad record he's got now because I don't think anybody else has won 12 poles without a win. And we can all move on. And then the next thing is to see whether he can win at Monaco and we'll see if the curse remains, if it's even such a thing. Uh, but we've got a comment on the Facebook. So Mika Achton, I do apologise if I've ruined your surname. I'm Scottish, so I ruin a lot of names. Hello and welcome to the podcast. If you've got any comments, anyone else that's watching on Facebook or anyone else, fire them in, we'll try and get to them later on. So before we move on, that was a wee preview there of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. It's fair to say it's not a race that we all particularly look forward to, especially when pretty much everything's wrapped up and the important stuff anyway. So we've got a wee bit of news. I'm going to fling this first bit to Kiara because you've got a wee bit more of a vested interest, and that is the news about Mick Schumacher. So by the way, what is Mick Schumacher doing next year? By now, everyone on social media or who have news alerts on their phone regarding motorsport knows that Mick Schumacher is part of the driver's lineup for the Alpine Endurance Racing Team, 
for the 2024 World Endurance Championship season. So we're all going to see Schumacher back in the car. And I am a firm believer that some drivers do thrive in different environments or in other racing series. So I think I'm looking forward to see how Mick Schumacher will fare when it comes to World Endurance Championships. Who knows, maybe that will give him the development he needs to eventually get back into a Formula One car. But Formula One isn't the only option that drivers have. So maybe this is the kind of development he needs. And I'm actually quite excited since I'm going to the six hours of Imola on, in April. So I'll get to see how he does. And if everything goes well, he should be driving at Lummel. Because that's part of the WEC season as well, isn't it? So you should see him doing the 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, personally, I don't think he'll come back to Formula One. As you say, other options. I just... I'm trying to be positive. Yes, well, I've never been positive for Mick Schumacher. I just didn't think he ever had it, and he should never have been in Formula One car, but, I mean, that's just me. Uh, Natalia, what do you think of Mick Schumacher joining Alpine for next year? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy that he's finally back onto some proper racing after what happened to him in F1. I agree with you. I personally don't think he's going back into Formula One in the near future. I mean, of course, he has so much pressure. His name came with a lot of pressure, but I just really want to see how he does and what what it's for him. And probably he's going to be like, he'll be have like probably a better development rather than what he did in Formula One. So I'm quite excited to see how that goes. It was about time for him to get into racing again, either if it wasn't on F1. So I'm really quite happy and eager to see what, what it's from him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he, how he performs, especially in a, se- uh, a series that's completely different from Formula One. Uh, just so that we, we put that out there, I'm going to try and attempt to see the lineup for Alpine. Again, I am probably going to get the pronunciation wrong. So, and Kiara's laughing because Kiara has since uh, multilingual. Uh, so it's Nicholas Lapierre, Ferdinand Hasberg, or Hasberg. Uh, Paul Luke Chatin, uh, Matteo Vaxiveri, uh, Mick Schumacher, and the final one, Charles Malaysi. Uh, that's I'm reading them. How's they say them? I'm probably getting them all wrong. I do apologize. Kiara, if you, if, while you stop laughing at my poor <laughs> attempt at writing right names, if you would like to chime in and say them properly, I guess. I think we can leave it at that. It gives our fans a bit of comedy when they're listening to the podcast. Well, Thanks. Just literally telling me I can't speak properly. Good way for your colleague to throw you under the bus there. Anyway, so that, that is Mick Schumacher. He's found a home. It's not Formula One. Good luck to him. And let's see how he goes. Uh, I will double check. We do have a... There is one thing I want to talk about, and I'll jump to that in a wee second. Before I do that, Natalia, have, is there any news that's caught your eye over the last few days that you want to bring to the podcast? Honestly, no. That's probably the most exciting thing that I've heard since Las Vegas GP and of course the sassy comments about Toto Wolf about the this weekend of being uh, Mercedes being equally with Ferrari almost in points. I mean Toto is not moving on from 2021. Probably neither of the Mercedes fans, but yeah. I mean it's time for him to just let that go. Yeah, I think what was the comment? Something along the lines of we now have a proper race director or something. Uh, just, just, yeah, then yeah. now we have a proper race director. So that, that would be like an issue. That wouldn't oh. be an issue. 
weekend. Now, part of me just wants the race director to do something wrong again just to wind him up. <laughs> Read the, like, watch, hold my beer, wait, and I'll do something. Uh, yeah, yeah, for Mercedes fans, Hamilton fans, even Red Bull fans, it was two years ago now. Move on. What's done yeah. is done. It happened. It gave us a lot to talk about leading up to the 2022 season. It's annoying for me because that season in 2021 was so good and we keep forgetting because of what happened in the last five laps of the last race. I We all knew that if that didn't happen, that Hamilton was probably going to win it. We've talked about it enough. It, let's get on with it. Total, let's stop and just chill. Yeah, people just forgot about the whole season and just stick It, it was that. that last bit. And it was, a, it was a great season. It was so good. Every time they were together, there was something that we had a lot to talk about at every podcast as well. Kiara, what do you make of Toto's slightly salty? We'll do the B. We'll do the B comments. Uh, I think Toto is just a very salty person at the moment. I feel like something's been winding him up. There's probably something that's stressing him out that we don't know about just yet. Maybe it's George getting to him, whining the whole entire time. Who knows? Maybe he's just frustrated because they knew they messed up the car. But it's Toto. I wouldn't really expect that much out of him actually i thought christian horner would be a very salty person but this season toto's really been getting i mean he's cool i get a lot of content out of him whenever i'm watching the the german sky broadcast toto gives great interviews and frankly i'm sick of seeing helmut marco instead of christian horner on the broadcast but yeah he's just not happy right now maybe he's still in pain from his surgery who knows I mean, he might be salty because he's got a Scottish wife, and we all know what Scottish women could be like. To be fair, uh, anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> and I am Scottish. I am talking about my own kind before anyone jumps down my throat. Uh, you're right in one sense. I don't think he really knows how to handle when his team aren't performing. He's been too used to winning, so he's a wee bit unsure how to deal with it. So he gets a bit huffy and then gets salty and brings stuff up. Uh, but Toto needs to chill. Uh, the other thing that was mentioned before we started recording, I think, Natalia, you mentioned this as well. We touched on it during the Las Vegas Review podcast that there was a, a very American thing happening. But because of Thursday's lack of action, they decided to get a lawyer. And there's, there's one or two of them in America. Uh, and it was a class action suit. And apparently that's still happening. Natalia, what was the figure you'd mentioned? I heard that it was the the lawsuit could be like about $30K for each attendee to the to the to, to the to thursday because that was for people that only have like tickets for thursday and like a summary of all the people that has only tickets for that day it's like above like a million dollars a drop in the and ocean compared to what some people have managed to get when they've sued in america but yeah another thing to add to it it wasn't great what happened on thursday but that's a legal thing i think that was a lawyer that saw his chance to get a wee pay packet to it, in all honesty. But I'm sure that's going to rumble on for quite a wee while. I think also the follow-up from that, from what I've read, is there's still discussions privately between the FIA, I think it's Formula One, not the FIA, and Ferrari in regards to compensation with the damage to Carlos Sainz's car. And also, with, I'm assuming if Ferrari are having the conversations, Alpine are doing the same thing because their car was damaged because of the brain as well. Somebody put on our socials, apologies to the person who did it, when George Russell had his issue in 2019, where the drain pipe, the drain pipe, the drain cover came up and hit his Williams, 
back whose promoters paid for the damage to that car. So there is a precedent for the promoters to do something in regards to that. Slightly different because it's Liberty Media that are the promoter. They've done the whole thing. So there are private discussions, whether that ever comes out that they came, came to some sort of resolution. I don't know. Again, time will tell. It's only been a few days. Uh, while I was looking here, Red Bull have interestingly trademarked the potential new F1 team. Now, there's been a few coming around, like Hugo Boss F1 was one of them. There was Tommy Hilfiger was mentioned. Now, Kiara's laughing because I think she's just read what it is. Uh, Natalia, have you seen this? Do you know what potentially the name could be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want Kiara to talk first because she's happy. <laughs> okay, Kiara, have you stopped laughing yet? Would you like I'm, to I'm say okay. it? <laughs> I can say it. I'm fine. So I put up a poll on like a poll on Instagram whether people should laugh or cry about this. And those who are listening, feel free to reach out on socials to us about this. But apparently they've trademarked the racing bulls. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Like that's a five-year-old that comes up with a name. Red Bull have a Formula One team. There's a car racing team, and we need a name. With mouth racing bulls. Fuck, good one, right? That's something a kid would say, like describing Red Bull. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if they see the logo of Red Bull, and the parents are like, "Oh, what, what, what's that? Tell me that." Like, you're teaching your kid skills. The kid would go, "Exactly, racing bulls." <laughs> yeah. Now, a question to all of you: What would you? change the name to if it wasn't racing bulls like let's take a look out the potential sponsors that that were rumored like hugo boss adidas or just playing around with the red bull or alpha tauri name what would you call it i would go back to total Rossum. why not it was a nice name linked to the history with the minardi team or, or go retro think of something retro but i don't know if there's trademark issues with any retro names but i mean what was it? Hugo Boss F1 sounds a bit silly. Racing Bulls is just a non-starter for me. Uh, it's a joke. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Come uh, from Torosa to Racing Bulls. We just, nice. No, we can't. We can't go from Toro Rosa to Alpha Tauri to Racing Bulls. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if that's the case, Andretti should just give up being the new team and buy that team just to put us out of misery to have Racing Bulls. Uh, <laughs> but then. Gods of fate, it would end up being Racing Bulls Andretti F1 or something. It would be something. Ah, oh, just like it's embarrassing because Alpha Tauri says they don't want to be seen as the junior racing team anymore. That drivers who go into Alpha Tauri move up to Red Bull eventually, but just calling it the Racing Bulls shows how much of a second class team they are in yeah. comparison to Red Bull. If you want, I I feel like they should change their strategy. A tiny bit like if you if you want to be seen as a powerhouse red bull should work on improving the alpha tauri so that both of them are in the top two yeah now imagine that i i, I still can't get past the fact that it's racing bulls i can't have red bull, red Reg bull. regardless of racing bulls like regardless <laughs> of that i with if you're associated to red bull at this point you expect greatness that first of racing bulls does not sound like greatness, and the car is not great. Yeah, I no. mean, car is pretty bad, but I mean, the name at least was good. But now you have like that car, 
and that name and it's all like pretty like a child but they will sell merch racing boss is going to be fun merch to have as a no. joke well yeah as yeah. a joke though like on a night out with the lads going to the pub like you can all wear your racing bulls shirt and be like a group and everyone's not even going to think of formula one everyone's going to be like oh those men are at like stag do that'll be changed to something like racing balls or a stag do that's the problem you know <laughs> it's just yeah it's just silly uh, and i think the other thing we need to remember as well, it's no longer going to be Franz Toss next year. It's the the Ferrari guy that's taken over the team as the team principal. For the first time in its history, it won't be Franz Toss. Uh, so it's a chance for Alpha Tauri or whatever they're going to be to be a different team. Uh, I've seen, I think I put it onto the Slack, that a couple of the sponsors that are coming on mean that the team will end up being silver and blue because of their, their, their sponsors. Uh, so according to decal sponsors, uh, on Twitter, uh, due to their reliable sources, uh, not confirmed, this is all rumour-based, uh, two US-based partners that will join Alpha Tauri in 2024 are Cash App and at Visa Swiss. Uh, watch brand Tudor Watches is also due to join the team. The main colour of the team will likely become blue and silver. Uh, so Cash App, Racing Bulls F1. Catch you in it. Uh, <laughs> Ah, oh, dear, dear. Uh, it's always nice to get a bit of comedy, other than me trying to read foreign names. Uh, anyway, let's not talk about that, shall we? What else have we got? I, uh, Arctos Investment has invested in Aston Martin. They have been very quick to confirm that this is not a takeover, this is just an investment, that Lauren Stroll is not selling up, because he does have, he owns Aston Martin Lagonda, or whatever they're called. Uh, is part of that. that's why they're called Aston Martin and Formula One. So basically, he's no leaving. Right, I'm going to put this out there quickly. Natalia, do you think that Aston Martin and Lawrence Stroll are in there for the long term, or do you think he will sell? I think he would at some point. What do you think? What's your timeline? The next five years, ten years? Mm-hmm. I will give him like, yeah, probably three to five years. Ooh, that's relatively close in Formula One terms. Kiara, what do you think? I give them two more seasons and then they're out. <laughs> Even quicker. You have no faith. <laughs> the man comes in and buys a Formula One team, buys a team that make cars, builds unbelievable amount of stuff in Formula One, then he's like, nah, I'm bored now. I'm just going to go. I mean, he does have... Yeah, but what cheap. do you do with that much money? Let's be honest. I feel like I'd be bored because I wouldn't have to work that much anymore. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but it's not a, necess- a necessity anymore. Well, I mean, mean... He, must, he must be busy because he only gives them half an hour at a time. We've all seen that Drive to Survive episode. He was a scary man. <laughs> what? him? I, since I was in Las Vegas, that was the first time I saw Lawrence Stroll smile when oh. Lance was <laughs> there. <laughs> and I've been to quite a few races this season. And every time I've seen Lawrence Stroll, he always looked so serious. But Lance, like, getting hugged by his dad and his dad, like, oh, yay, my son. And I was like, oh, the man can smile. Good to know. Is it the alcohol? I don't know. That's the one time a year he gets a hug from his dad. That's it. Once a year, it's in the contract. Part of his pocket money. Then he has to smile. Oh, my son. uh, I mentioned this before that Certain drivers thrive better in different racing series with different environmental feels. 
Do you think Lance would do good in World Endurance Championships? I think he would do good anywhere but Formula One. I think there's so much pressure because he is the pay driver. Doesn't matter what what Lance Stroll will do, he could go out there and win the championship near like like Aston Martin could build a car like Braun did and it just wipes the floor with everybody, he wins the championship. Yeah, but you'll worry because your dad bought a team. Doesn't matter. If he goes to World Endurance Championship and then comes back and signs for a team that's not a team his dad owns and does it, then it's different. I think it's the shadow of the fact that it's his dad. I've always thought that. I think he's good enough to be in Formula One. I think he needs to get himself away from the safety net of the fact that you see it on social media when everyone when they when people put up the posts about drivers' contracts and it's just a question mark next to Lance Stroll, because nobody knows what contract does he have. So okay, so we will we will wrap it up quickly there. I don't think there's much more in terms of a uh, quickly, Hamilton's pressing Stefano de Michali for a, a race in Africa. We have touched this over the year. Kailami was looking close. Political issues caused that to be shot down. There's not really any other races in that continent at the minute. We definitely would like to see it because it's a world championship, so the continent doesn't have one. And I don't think that's true. I think that's us, uh, to be honest. So before I wrap it up, uh, just a quick one. Out of 10, before we go to uh, Abu Dhabi, and we'll have a podcast later on to go over this season. Natalia, out of 10, just quickly, of the season so far, give me a mark without thinking. For the whole season? Yes, just a general, what do you think? A number. I'll say like a 7. Point, no, that's too much. <laughs> I don't know, between like a 6 and a 7 and a half. So about 6 uh, and a half? Yeah, probably. Okay. Kiara, what do you think? Just a quick one. Just I would go with the same since Max just dominated this whole season. It wasn't that interesting with a few races, with a few battles in the mid-range and maybe second and third. Other than that, it got boring. It, it, it does feel that way, especially the latter half of the season. I'm probably going to go with the same six and a half myself. So anyway, so that's, that's us. We've got a wee quick talk about the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and some news. We have one more podcast to do, a, a review podcast, which will be in Sunday, reviewing the Abu Dhabi action. Hopefully there's some action and some talking points from Abu Dhabi. doesn't always happen. Uh, so the only thing it gives uh, for me to say is, uh, before we go, we have our sponsor, theraceworks.com. They ship worldwide with all your Formula One needs, uh, and you get 10% off everything site-wide, including sale items with the code EF1 at checkout. We are on all the socials, as mentioned before, Twitter or X as it's known now, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, along with our Facebook group and page. We will be back on Sunday to review Abu Dhabi. So all it is for me to say now is goodbye. Goodbye to Natalia. Thanks for coming. Thank uh, you, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Uh, and goodbye to Kiara. Goodbye. I'll send you guys lots of photos from Abu Dhabi. Oh, I'm yes, sure please. you will. I'm sure you will. We will be back on Sunday, as I say, for a review of the final race of the 2023 season at Abu Dhabi. Until then, have a good one, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Ta-da!